0: Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some brujeria latina with a side of astrology
1: and herbology bundled with some stories and sass.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hola, hola. Hola, hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, y tú? Muy bien. Ah. All right. So we're jumping in.
1: What's it? Yeah, jumping in. So starting with Bruja. Brujain. Okay. What about uh, you? Uh, I'm still pretty much kind of in the middle of a lot of house protection and clarity work and so that's been pretty non-stop for me. I think I've been to the Botanica like eight times in the last couple of
0: weeks. Um, they, they got like a
1: reserve spot for you yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, just kind of keeping a lot of candle work going right now as well as like the, the normal reserving like I always sort of reserve the ninth is uh an important date for me.
0: So, yeah, yeah, definitely, cool. Um, well, I did this past weekend. I did the the most recent Me Expo in the Portland area, which is one of my favorite expos. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot because of the vendors that get together. It's almost it's like even if it's you know, because it was Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, over the weekend, so like I was like eh, I don't. I was telling Luis because I was like. Should I do the whole weekend or just one day? And because Sunday's gonna be Super Bowl, and I think maybe not a lot of people will go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Everybody who doesn't watch the Super Bowl will have something to do. <laughs> so yes. yeah, you should go. And I was like, okay, I'll do. And then um and I was like, I'll, I'll do it just because I it I like that a lot because a lot of the same vendors go. So it's almost like going out and hanging with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was one of the things that um, this is inspiring this topic today, but also yes. when I came home, um something that happened to me at that event and then I came home and I was talking to Luis about it and then you actually brought up the topic so just talking about synchronicities, you know yeah, one of the vendors who I've seen so I've been doing mewe for I think three years now mm-hmm. okay maybe three and a half um she came up to me and she's like. <laughs> I see her obviously at all the events and like I say I like it because it's like hanging out with like your crew right but <laughs> I only see her at the events and she's texted me a few times and I think once we did an exchange outside like I read for her and she didn't um her services for me and that was it but then she came up to me and she's like um why are you like because she she had asked me like to like get on my like you know to like hang out or to like get on my schedule or something and I was like okay yeah we can talk about it and then like you know we each went back to like our tables yeah and then she's like oh why are you so reserved and I'm like why aren't you reserved and she's like yeah she's like I've been trying to be your friend but you, I don't think you want to be my friend I'm like yeah I want to be your friend and she's like oh but you're so closed off and I'm like I won't and she's like you're expressive but you're closed off and then she kind of like left me and then i was like talking you know i came back and then i was like i i I remember i did like something like um like a bad joke or something and then like it came back and then we and i was like yes i want to you know i do want to like be friends but i don't know what you were expecting and so then we talked and we were like okay let's see each other later this week right And then I came home and I had like a heart to heart with Luis Mm -hmm. about like friendship and some things that had happened like with an old friend of mine. And um, so, and then I told him about this conversation with this vendor and he's like, oh yeah, when definitely when you, when are you, you need to, you you need to text her and say like, yeah, let's meet up for coffee. And I'm like, no, no, we already scheduled that. And he's like, oh, okay. Why are you asking me that? And you already figured it out. Right. (laughs) And then. And then he said, So, all this conversation you're having with me, you need to like open up and tell her about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, then you and I, we were talking about the podcast, like what we were gonna, um, like talk about, right? Right. And, you know, we had our master list that we never follow. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit, right? Mm-hmm. And we had the, we were gonna do, that was Sunday, and we were gonna do this. Um. The the tema right about the cards. Yeah, really, we weren't feeling it either of us. And then mm-hmm. you like, hey, let's do this other thing about friendship, because we're gonna be recording yeah. like on the on like love and friendship day or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like I was legit talking to Luis about friendship right now, and it's like you know the whole synchronicity of the of the Universe. subject coming up yeah yes like always the energy you know Mm -hmm. so if you want to tell people what we're going to be talking about (laughs) so
1: we are so our topic for today is how to source make and keep witchy friends
0: yeah
1: (laughs) because it's difficult for everyone i think we especially once you get out of that school age and you don't see those regular people in your life full time like that it changes things
0: Right. So I think we- in general, like not even just witchy friends, I think in general, like making friends as an adult it, is hard. Right. And I think the element of being a witch or adding the element of like, now I have this layer of being, you know, of witchiness is like an extra layer of like hardness.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely <laughs> because
0: you don't know
1: like if you just make a friend out in the world like is this going to be a bomb for them or
0: is this going to be something that they're like okay cool whatever you and you just don't know right and also i think that sometimes we have this idea in our heads that we want to have like somebody to you know go around you know be around the 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 cauldron yeah. you know cackling and stirring the pot with you yeah. Know? So yeah, so let's. Um, do we do something before we get into it? No, we already did, did it. Bruhain, right? Yeah, Bruhine and then topic, and then. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. We're gonna remember. By April. Okay, let's I, get by into April it. we got this. But because April's the new year astrologically. Oh yeah, speaking. see that's right. Yeah, I'll get it by the new year. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that on my on my um astrological forecast i'm like that's one of the things i love about being a witch is that i have i can choose a new year whenever i want that's right it can be that january 1st it can be the lunar new year that just came by now in Mm -hmm. february it can be the astrological one in in april or it can be the witch's one in october that's right i have many options so if if it doesn't work i I can always push it back (laughs) okay Let's get started. I think that you brought up a really good um point that lots of um times we we make a lot of friends when we're like in school or in the or in college if you go to college, it's in that setting that it's really easy like for people to make friends at that age or that mostly the settings, right? Right. Um and then we always have that idea in our head that oh we should have like that school age friend or that friend that we've had forever or you know right like that friend that we're dragging from you know like childhood and you know I, my the best friend the one who knows I was everything a kid. yeah my friend that i've had forever and um, it's one of the things that i um, think that it's hard for people to make friends is because actual friendships in general take time. Yeah. And one of the reasons that it's easy to make friends when you're a kid or when you're in college or in any other setting like that is because you're spending so much time. Right. And people don't realize that when you're like, for example, an adult and you're not necessarily spending so much time with um, other people, you're not investing that much time. Right. In school, you're forced to congregate with the same people over and over on a daily basis seven and a half hours every day you know it's 35 hours or so per week Mm -hmm. same thing happens for like um, college is a little bit less but still it's you know it's a bunch of hours and then same thing happens later on in like workforce you know if you're working 40 hours a week and you're going to work then you're spending a lot of time with the same people and that's what brings people together And allows for you to establish a link with somebody. Mm -hmm. But particularly that mindset of like, oh, they're my best friend since kindergarten or since second grade or whatever. When you look back, it's because you spent a lot of time with that person. Yeah. And often we're not ever spending that much time with people to have that opportunity to be able to fast forward a relationship so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's one expectation that we unjustly put on ourselves.
1: I, yeah, I would agree. I never really thought about it like that, but I would definitely agree with that for sure.
0: Yeah. And so I think that's the first thing that we have to like release that expectation. Mm-hmm. And um, and give us a, and so sometimes you set up something. And you're like, oh, that was kind of awkward or that felt weird or whatever. We really didn't hit it off. But you only went and spoke with the person once or twice. Mm -hmm. When you add up the time, maybe you spent three hours with them. Obviously, you guys are not going to be best friends, you know, (laughs) if you spent three hours with them versus if you spent, you know, what, 15 years with them, you know, for 40 hours a week. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the amount of hours. So I think that that's something that you kind of have to, like, let go of. Right um then the so I think that's something that as adults we have to kind of like put that in perspective then the other thing is that we don't choose those people that are like those best friends from like childhood and so forth while when we're adults we are being much pickier yeah those childhood friends though will have certain things automatically in that packaging that the adult friends won't have they'll be from your same town they'll be from your same background they'll be from your same social economical um area. Mm -hmm. They'll be from your same culture. They'll speak your same language. So there's a lot of elements that are already like check marks that are already similar to you. Right. So those things are already aligned and that just will flow a lot easier. Well, as an adult, you might have relocated, you've changed, you've moved to different places. And those are all different things that are extra check Mm -hmm. marks that might not align with the person and you, it can be, you know, your energy is going to like also have to align with those things Mm -hmm. and it's different. And you have to like, get to know them and see, and those things are things that you might not understand or you might not get from them. Right. And that you have to learn about them. So it's extra things that you have to find out while from this other person, all those things you are automatically know and understand right about them. Yeah, so it's just like a given. it's easy. Oh, we're all from a small town in Texas, and that's something that you understand and you understand that reality mm-hmm. right? Or I know somebody from Puerto Rico, I understand what being a Puerto Rican is, and I don't need to explain that to somebody else that's also from Puerto Rico because we understand what that means. while somebody that's not from there is not going to understand that. Mm-hmm. or you from being from Arizona, you know, from a Native American background, Mexican background together you somebody else gets that but right somebody being from connecticut's not going to understand what that means you know right so when when you meet somebody as an adult there's a difference there right yeah. or like i i think i met a girl she was um she had gone to school like and this is a dumb example but it's something that you know um she had gone to school when they were in like i think it's kalama high school when they were filming twilight mm-hmm And she's like, only somebody that went to to Kalama High School when they were filming Twilight there, like, is going to get, you know, like, how over it (laughs) everybody else is. Yeah. And, you know, and that's something that only, like, whatever, the 200 students that studied there are going to get, you know, and they're, like, in that hate (laughs) campaign against it, while everybody else is doing, like, tour stops and taking pictures of, like, how wonderful it is. And they're all, like, "Ah!" barfing, you know? Yeah. So... It's something that just automatically connects you. Right. So that's something that as adults, we also have to put into perspective like, oh, wait, this is more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have a lot of patience with ourselves. And I think that many times we don't. We just have this idea that I have to have a good friend like from forever. Right. And if I don't have it, like, you know. I'm doing something wrong or, or there's, I think there's a nostalgia of like having the, the perfect best friend from when you were a kid and like having a good friend from there and you guys knowing everything and knowing each other's secrets. And like, there's this nostalgia that, that that's something that should, that everybody should have.
1: Right. right? Well, and I think too, like there's comfort in being so connect. If you had a happy childhood, there's comfort in being connected to that still with someone in your adulthood that maybe is not familial
0: nice yeah that's good again that's a good um point but then we come to what really happens is that lots of us and I mean everybody changes but lots of us discovered the path later on right and then if you come from a place where There were more traditional values or that was more Christian and you discovered the path later on and now you're practicing bruja or witchcraft or more pagan and you've gone off and you're not like on that path and the person that you did have that link and that friendship with doesn't understand, you're going to be feeling like you can't be completely and fully yourself When you are sharing with them. Yeah. And then what happens is that every time you're spending time with them, it feels dishonest in a way. Mm -hmm. And lots of people don't break that relationship because they feel like this is this friendship that I've had since I was in second grade. And this is the friendship because they're still being loyal to that origin. Right. Right. And so my point is that not all friendships need to last forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that friendships have their periods, right? Mm -hmm. And they have even a really good friendship, like a second grade, kindergarten, whatever friendship might expire. Right. And I think that that's one of those that's like... The hardest to let go of—it's like that puppy love, right? Mm -hmm. It's the one that you just—you're not ready to give it up because it's you know—it's been set in our minds like the fairy tale friend friendship, right? I think a workplace friendship is a lot easier for people to let go of because when they move workplace, they're like, oh, they were my work friend, but I'm moving to a different place, and they can kind of let it fade a lot faster, right? Because workplace friendships, for example, tend to be related around the activities and the other people and colleagues at work. And then it's a lot easier to like let it fade. But that first friendship from like a long time ago, it's really hard for people to kind of let it go. Yeah. But I think that it it does have its own space that also needs to be yeah. let go of.
1: So I've always believed and I think about this usually in um in relation to love and people's true loves and stuff. Um, I'm typically a serial monogamist, um, like just throughout my life, but I do believe that the people that I've loved um, and really loved, I was like, I was supposed to, that was true love, that was real love. And then it changes and you grow and you move on from it. And it's still as beautiful as it was in the beginning. It's just different. And so I think that it makes perfect sense for that to go along with friendships too. We have these people in our lives who mean something, who add value, who we learn from and, you know, and there, there is possibly an expiration date on the growth or on what you're learning or what you're doing together, what you share together. And I think that just like, just like the cycle of life, you know, it's just that same cycle that kind of turns over and over again. You learn what you can, you grow. If you're growing in the same direction, you're, together for a little bit longer if you're not then it's a different path for both of you
0: yeah and there are friendships that might have another turn at the wheel later on yeah
1: absolutely it doesn't mean
0: that they can't come back it just might mean that at some periods in your life they might fizzle out or it's time for them to you know for you to um, let them go right because depending on a friendship is supposed to help you grow and it's also an energy exchange. Yeah. It's not like you're giving, you're giving or you're taking, taking. You know, it has to be a mutual exchange of energy. Mm -hmm. And that mutual exchange of energy has to be beneficial for both of you. Mm -hmm. And if it's not mutually beneficial, then it's time to to reevaluate and to look at it and let it go. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's... (laughs) I had the vendor that I mentioned she was here and she does a little bit of venture and she's like Sasha this plant is dead you have to you know get rid of it I'm like it's still green and she's (laughs) like bro you're in denial (laughs) and that plant is dead and if you don't let it go you're not leaving space for something new to occupy that space oh yeah and the longer that you hold on to something the that space is is occupied right and if that space is occupied nothing new can come in And what do you want? A dead green plant? Or do you want an empty space that can be filled? Right. With life, possibly. I'm like, I'll get rid of it later. (laughs) Well, because it's hard to change. It is is super hard, especially like if you felt so much love or, you know, if there's any sort of like If there's any sort of nostalgia or any sort of guilt related to that relationship, it's really hard to. And that means that there's work that you have to do as well. Right. And when you find yourself, I didn't want to say, you know, I listened to our last podcast and I need not a swear jar, I need a, you know, jar. You know, jar? I'll have to (laughs) listen again. No, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, I'm not saying it this time. And I just said it. I I had done so good so far. Okay. <laughs> I have done so good so far. Well, let's continue. <sighs> and then um but and that's also why there's um speaking of um different stages, there's also like at times we have like like the mom groups or the like when as your kid, if you have like um different interests or like work groups, like for example, or if you suddenly get into, um, I don't know, CrossFit or whatever, Right. you are going to have different groups and those groups will feed that energy into you. Mm -hmm. Plus they also support you in the things that you're doing. So if you suddenly decide that you're going to be doing a marathon, then you're going to get into like groups and you're going to develop friendships that are going to help you, with like marathon running and training and preparing for that. And if you're, if you are raising kids, you're going to develop friendships with mothers that have kids about the same age as your kids do so that you can establish like play dates and gloves and stuff like that. And so those friendships will last you while you're going through that period, because you do need support for those kinds of things. It's not things that you can do on your own mm-hmm. and related to brujería witchcraft and practicing it's very similar because as people come into the path it's overwhelming yeah and they at the beginning most people find it like like a hose that they're like (laughs) you know they're they're when again that they're putting their hands and they're putting their mouth on on the hose and they're trying to drink it all down and it's like just like too much information. Yeah. And if they don't have anybody in their immediate circle with whom they can share this information, it becomes something that can make them feel a little bit like crazy, you know? Yeah. Now that I said that I was going to not say it, it's come out like three times. (laughs) You're doing great. Fantastic. You are. You're
1: doing great. I'm telling you. I'm not clocked at one time.
0: The support that you would get from having, which is different from getting like mentorship or from getting into a group or from finding a teacher, but finding other friends that are also on the path that are also learning Mm -hmm. helps people to channel all of that energy and to channel their learning and to share the enthusiasm that they might be having from the experiences, from their learning, from their practices. Yeah. And that helps people like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. But I do think that, what was the title that we said was going to be?
1: How to source, make how to source keep and make or how to source make and
0: keep witchy friends okay source we'll get to the i want to keep the get the three words so that we can get back to it one of the things is i do think that like i said at the beginning i think that one of the main problems is that people have too high of expectations in their minds yeah both with like that oh i need to have a friend from forever <laughs> false because relationships like you mentioned kind of like expire and you have to learn how to let them go two with witchy friends i also think that there's like this high expectation of what a witchy friend should be Mm -hmm. like like that idea that came at the beginning like everybody thinks that they have to have a witchy friend and that what you're going to be doing with your witchy friend is that you're going to be like making spells and hexing people or being around (laughs) the cauldron cackling or it's gonna it seems like yeah yeah, and dancing naked in the forest and yeah. doing drum circles. I have been to drum circles. People are uncoordinated. <laughs> Nobody knows the songs <laughs> <laughs> Usually not as great as it would seem unless you hire a musician that actually knows how to t- you know play the drums and that's willing t- to take the lead. You have to have somebody that actually knows how to play the drums, talk to them beforehand and say, will you be in charge of this? I imagine that's relatively helpful. Yes, because if not, (laughs) it's just a bunch of people with, you know, a couple of drums and they're like, just looking around seeing who's going to be like the fantastic drummer that's going to give everybody the wonderful out-of-body experience that everybody has in their brains. But it usually doesn't work out that way so good to know <laughs> the expect the expectations are usually higher right than what really is going to be sourced and so one of, i i think that what we need to do is look at what can be done so we said source mm-hmm. so how can we source witchy friends at the botanica, yeah, just stock. Go to the botanica. Yes, and you can't get them off the uh, um, shelf, but you can get them off the bulletin boards, yep. off the free events in the aisles. Just talking to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> hanging out at the because most metaphysical shops, botanicas, have events or they're promoting events or they know about local community events. And what does this mean? You got to go to things. Yes. Showing up is important. And I know, especially since COVID, that everybody is so comfortable in their houses. Yes. So used to staying home. And I know many of you are talented and then can astral travel. But unless you want to keep it purely on another another plane. plane. (laughs) It's just not going to work out. Okay. Yeah. You actually got to, you know, leave your house. Yeah. And you got to go to the events. And it doesn't matter if you're introverted or not, showing up is usually enough. Yeah. Okay. Because your energy, their energy, it's there. What I've noticed, even if you're introverted, there's always somebody that's extroverted and they're going to talk, they're going to make you talk. Yes. They'll find you. <laughs> for sure. find you that's their that's introverted that's extroverted people's jobs to adopt in- introverts okay yeah. they they do it okay so don't worry about it you just gotta like show up and be there so number one the source you gotta find what's going on in your local community mm-hmm. and they're like oh sasha i live in bumfuck See, I, I changed the the easy word and left the hard <laughs> word. So, so close.
1: So close. Did you just avoid saying Egypt?
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> i uh-huh. live where there's like 50 people for every 3,000 cows or whatever and um there's nobody here actually there's a town in puerto rico that's that has more cows than people um yeah atijo whoa anyways um so like there's no there's no witchy store there's nothing there's no activities how can i meet people okay maybe you know the virtual world would be good for you because right. there are a bunch of live events on virtual mm-hmm. where you can still create community where there's still a bunch of groups where there are events that happen in real time. And there's also virtual groups that aren't like, oh, we're going to meet at 7 p.m. Central time, you know, but there's actual like groups that just you just postings and stuff like that. And you can leave comments and you can still try to create some sort of like interactions. Right. So there are those options and from there, just try try to create like interactions where you try to go and create a more personal connection with one or two people, okay? But also participate in the ones that are like actual, like, okay, you know, 15 people on the screen at the same time and we're looking at each other, okay? Um, Same thing like with classes or seminars that will allow you to have more interaction. Then, so community events, virtual events, virtual groups, virtual classes, on site classes, and then any sort of group meetings, meetups, all those definitely do them. Yeah. The next best, the next thing source, create events yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You don't have to wait. For somebody to create something, to invite you to something, you can create them. You know how people are constantly looking at everything and saying like, oh, everybody seems to be having so much fun. And here I am, bored in my house, not doing anything. Create it. Right. Do whatever you like. And even things that seem like they're not going to be fun for somebody, if you like it, you create it. I'm gonna be doing whatever, like with. I'm gonna be um, taking the honey out of my bees on Saturday morning. Whoever's interested in this or learning about more about bees, two people will show up, and they're gonna be fascinated by it. You know,
1: that's awesome, though.
0: And two people is a bunch of people, yeah. Especially for friendships, yeah. You know, and that's the start of something, and it's the start. It's a small start. But remember, how many hours did we say? I don't know how many hours it is. We'll have to look it up. But it's like thousands of hours that you need to be able to create friendship. But you need to put a drop of that time into that bucket. Yeah, absolutely. It's not going to happen immediately. Okay. Same thing. You're like, hey, I'm a fan of Supernatural and I'm going to be watching it for the fifth time. Anybody want to show up and watch the episode with me, you're more than welcome to. Obviously, if you don't mind random people showing up and watching it with you. And then just post it. Somebody yeah. might show up, you know. That's fine. You like um, to go rock hounding and you're going to go to the beach and you're going to be rock hounding. I'm going to be rock hounding. I later do wire wrapping and I'm going to be at this beach on Saturday morning rock hounding. Yeah. Whoever wants to show up, blah. You're going to have at least one more person show up in rock County. Probably somebody else that was going to be at the beach, anyways, was probably rock hounding as well. Oh, yeah. You guys are going to be just walking next to each other and, be, oh, and how do you wire up? I wire up like this. And what do you do? I don't do anything with them. I might just put them all together, stack them on my shelf. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then you start talking. That's how shit gets started. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. That's it. So is
1: that what. What prompted you to start our, uh, which
0: is a Vancouver group? So I didn't start it. Kristen did. Oh, okay. So I went to an event that she had posted, Mm -hmm. which was a tarot meetup in, at a Starbucks. And so I went to that meetup because I was going out trying to do events, uh, do, do activities. And I went to the meetup and, you know, she, um, she had started the event and she, uh, I went to that event. It was in August four and a half years ago. Almost five. Mm-hmm. Um, August is half a year, right? So four and a half years ago I went to that event. It was in August and then she did an, and she said, oh, well, if you guys like this, I'll do like an ancestor thing like in October for Samhain, right? Yeah. So she did that sort of like for Lamas. So she was doing like for Sabbaths, right? Mm-hmm. And then she said I'll do something for maybe, maybe that was maybe that was from Maybon. and anyway, she said I'll do I'll do like an ancestor thing for Sauron, and then we did and I showed up for the next one which was for the Sauron one which was an ancestor and we did like an ancestor candle mm-hmm. and then she was just um, it was just really hard for her to do the events like, um, she didn't like flow with the mm-hmm. event like setting them up mm-hmm and i said oh i used to coordinate events if you want i can coordinate the events right and she had it like on a you know, like on a public page or business page or something and i was like i can do the events or whatever and she's like oh you would and, I'm, and then bam yeah. wow that's wild yeah and so yeah we went from like 200 almost 300 people to what we have now and the yeah so, so- many yeah and and now the ironic thing is now I'm like burnt out and now I don't want to do the events and (laughs) change back to doing the events that's nice (laughs) take Taking turns yeah yeah we'll take turns but yeah that's the ironic thing but yeah and I know probably I'll I'll get back to him soon but I've been just like because my energy is focused on something else right now but Mm -hmm. yeah so
1: and I know Mm -hmm. uh so I moved to Vancouver not too many years ago and i came from seattle which i felt like was such a big city and lots of little pockets to meet different groups and lots more events and stuff and my cousin actually introduced me to the facebook group and i um t- typically more of a lurker but i forced i was like all right i'm not gonna make friends in this tiny little city if i do not put myself out there and if i am just gonna be me and this four-year-old hanging out forever um so I pushed myself to go to your house for a, um, I think it was a, a corner 101? calling.
0: Oh, was it a 101? I think it was a 101, like the, the yeah, I think it was the quarters, like explain, it was a 101 class.
1: Yeah. And then I met two other Geminis there um, and we've remained very close and all of our friendship and our friendships are very air sign friendships, which like, we will talk to each other in a group chat For like just hours, just (laughs) and then nothing for three months. And then it goes right back (laughs) to like, oh my gosh, all these things. And then like this, this group chat just goes off the rails and then just silence for six months. And then, but we know like if I, if something's wrong or something's important, like we're, we're there for each other, but mostly it's just kind of like, yeah, we're friends. We know that. Like it's not, we don't got to be on top of each other and we're too much in our heads anyway to try to be
0: so. Nice. Yeah. 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 I think it was a 101 because we did we started so we when we created the events, we created um we she was only doing the sabbats So we did the Sabbaths, we did a 101 series, we did um 101 series, Sabbaths, and um the self-care and then there's something else. I don't remember. But yeah, so then we have and the meetups. So we have like different like so we have like for ceremonial magic for the in the sabbats for Mm -hmm. the people that like the the more together the 101s for people that are like beginners Mm -hmm. and then we have the i'm just like getting together more social events yeah yeah and then we also got like a more of a purpose and that's one of the things about growing the group which is i and at least that's my vision with the group is like when you get into that group and you see that there's that many people in the group, it's like, okay, you know, if there are this many people in this group, that means that it's okay, you know, like imagine all, imagine the vibration, right, the, en- the, the energy vibration that this area has, that there's this many people in the group, yeah, and we're very strict, we don't even include like Portland, you know, yeah, um that this many people identify with you know the term and that they feel safe getting into the group and you know yeah so it's like okay heck yeah I can I can say that I am you know and I can say that I can be in this group and like they don't even have to participate or anything but you get into the group and it's like oh wow okay yeah Yeah. okay and and because lots of people had been And that's one of the things here about the theme, right? So many people feel alone. Yeah. And they don't reach out to other people because they think that they're alone. Mm -hmm. And they think that they won't be accepted. And that's one of the things that we mentioned at the beginning of, of here, what we were discussing, is that extra layer, everybody, not everybody, but many people feel alone in general. And even in adult relationships and adult friendships, many people don't reach out to other people for friendship because they're like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bother that person. Oh, they have their life going on or they're so busy. They don't want, you know, right. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess with them. I'll I'll call them later. They're not going to want to, you know, then they feel like they're going to be. That they're not good enough or that they're not like worthy of like that extra attention, right? And so people don't reach out. And that's like an anxiety-driven and worthiness-driven sort of thought process. Mm -hmm. And then you add on this idea of they might not accept me because I'm a bruja or I'm a witch. And that just shuts down a lot of people. Yeah, And so lots of people are like, no. And then I'm not... I'm not likable or they don't like me because I'm a witch. They don't like me because I'm a bruja. They don't think well of me because of this. Um, And that's what makes a lot of people like hide their practice. I agree. And I, I believe that many people do like us. I believe many people need us. Yeah. And they just don't or at the very least they don't care <laughs> yeah you're not wrong oh, yeah. do you think or they don't care yeah. yeah do you think but i believe many people actually like us they, they like the bruja they like the witch energy they are inspired by it i i would agree with that so us reaching out to them in many cases is actually like ooh. You know, mhm oh that was the only other one that's good,
1: and you know is a good way to check in with your audience, like when you're speaking, I'm just saying out of the weird things that you could be saying, you know is a
0: solid check in anyways, so it sh- shouldn't it shouldn't be a deterrent for us, yeah. Because often it's just our brain playing tricks on ourselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying fake it till you make it because of course, you know, we aren't, we aren't solid gold bar, you know, for everybody to be like, oh yeah, I want you in my, you know, in my life. (laughs) But <laughs> she's laughing at me because I'm making these great faces every time I say the freaking <laughs> phrase. But, <laughs> but oftentimes it's an imposition that we are making on ourselves that is not a reality. I agree. Based on position, And so... It's something that we have to get over and we should look at it as what happens when somebody calls us? Mm-hmm. Are we like, oh my gosh, no, I don't want to talk to this person. Or are we like, oh, yay. right. More often than not, we are happy yeah. to talk to this person unless it says spam. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> 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 More- more often than not, we are pretty happy to get a call yes. from a person, yes, from one of our friends, from one of our um, ex-colleagues, from one of the persons that is in our friend group. And when we do go out or we go to an event or when we meet somebody or we see them at a store or we go to a metaphysical event or when we obligate ourselves to participate in activities, we have a good time. Yeah. And it boosts our energy. And it makes us feel better. So. And, yeah, and I think
1: that when we're working in like the bruja witchy space, we're already opening ourselves up and being brave enough to like expose a more hidden side of ourselves. And so when you meet someone who's doing the same thing and allowing themselves to also be vulnerable in kind of a, in a witchy space, like that connection is real strong because learning each other through vulnerability is
0: huge right yeah that's a really great point um yeah i like that so sourcing we already mentioned it making like you said being vulnerable and being open in those spaces yeah um sharing spending Mm -hmm. time i think just Not putting too high of expectations. It's not like, hey, we're going to go, you know, um, bury or get, you know, graveyard dust or do this or that. Just keeping expectations a little bit, like, easier. Let's grab a coffee. Yeah. (laughs) It it doesn't have to be, like, we're going to be... Calling the spirits or doing a ritual or it doesn't have to be a big thing, particularly all the time. Yeah. It can just be something easy, normal. And then if it ends up being something more, then that's cool. Yeah. But it can be something normal. It can be like, hey, let's meet at the library or let's go get a coffee or or let's, you know, just chat or if you want to keep it witchy let's exchange readings it can be something easy but it doesn't have to be elaborate
1: i yes 100% yeah cuz that is, and and that's putting pressure on your head when you think about it like that so just to alleviate right. some of that pressure like keep it simple
0: keep it simple you don't and you don't have to you don't have to make it like oh i have to dress up like a witch i need to do this i need to have like you know we're going to do tea leaf readings i need to have five teas out i you know keep it (laughs) simple (laughs) i'm getting better i've only done like nine of them
1: but if you do want to dress up in costume or like a witch that's awesome because you're going to be able to find those people who also love to do that too correct
0: but i would advise that you both agree to it oh yeah so that the other person (laughs) doesn't feel like oh shit i came underdressed yes (laughs) i wasn't prepped i came in jeans You know. Yeah, it's not a bad
1: one to have I know
0: but you could say (laughs) I know (laughs) I abused it and I want to keep it to a minimum okay keeping friendships sourcing making keeping keeping every time you actually think of your friend freaking text them or WhatsApp them or send them. I would be so busy. <laughs> She's like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> She's like, leave me alone. Don't do that. Why? Because your brain is on fritz all the time? No, I just, I mean,
1: I, I. So I carry I carry my friendships in my head a lot. Like I don't I don't always reach out and stuff, and I just my I get busy and whatever. And especially like if I'm going through a hard time, I'm like, I'm just gonna wait to reach out when I have something nice to say. But I I constantly like visit my friends in my head.
0: Okay, give me an example.
1: Um, like my cousin back home in Arizona. I think about her, I'm gonna say five times a day minimum. I talk to her every other month maybe and when we do it's the best time ever I love seeing her face like over FaceTime and stuff um but I just think like I just think about her she comes into my brain um just all the time throughout my day but like if I texted if I texted her as much as I thought about her she would be like hey what okay and
0: then you talk to her about every other month yeah and in between the conversations every other month how often do you text her very rarely so I if I were you I would text her a little bit more frequently
1: yes I should do that like that's one of the things it doesn't have to
0: be every day because if you're thinking of her every day five times a day that would probably be (laughs) too much it's
1: just a lot reminds me
0: of her I don't know yeah because you love her but um yeah but maybe once a week yeah I definitely yeah I could I think once a week you could do it yeah you could do it once a week And it wouldn't be overwhelming for you or for her, but it also wouldn't be out of character.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I always, cause I, she's older than me. So I, and like being raised together, I have that fear that like, I will be here. Cause like, we didn't get cool until a little bit later and like, but I still have that like starstruck thing with her. So
0: I like, but it's that, it's that thing that I'm not good enough.
1: Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't want to text her too much because then I'll get annoying and then she won't want to be my best friend anymore. So... <laughs> that
0: is that, it's that, it's that, it's Self- that I'm not good yeah. yeah. It's that I'm not good enough, but you are good enough. I don't I, don't, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know. You are. <laughs> so you can text her once a week.
1: Yes, I and, can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but I it is, know, it, it's,
1: imp- it's important to do that. I mean to shoot the seemingly out of the blue text to people like when you're on their mind, they're on
0: your mind. Yeah. It is because it keeps the friendship alive and it really warms the other person's heart. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, they're thinking of me. And they they, they feel it. (laughs) They really feel it because it's not like, Oh, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, it's happy. It's my mother's day. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's like, it's genuine. It's like, oh shit. I was on their mind. I'm feeling this energy connection and it yeah. strengthens the energy connection if nothing else.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not about an obligation, like a dedicated
0: holiday. Right. Yeah. So that would be one thing I would do. Another thing would be similarly when you see something and that when you see something that reminds you of them, like I do it with my cousin every time I see some cheesy thing about biking, because mm-hmm. he's a cyclist, I just send him, like, bike or shit randomly. Thanks. So, biking magazines, a cool bike. Well, I think it's a cool bike. I know nothing about bikes, but if it has a nice color or something, it's in <laughs> it might be the worst bike in the, on the market, but I think it's cool, because it, it has orange or something. I think also. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So... Stuff like that, anything yeah. that relates to them, and or that or to your connection with them. Or sending memes. Um, sending memes. For, I I've not, I haven't mastered the um, art of memes or gifts, so uh-huh. I can't do that. But people that have mastered, <laughs> I'm too old. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to do memes or gifts. I barely know how to do emojis. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but people that do know how to do memes and gifts. Those work. Yeah. People have conversations with them.
1: It's a weird way to keep um, yeah. keep that connection
0: alive. Yeah. It works. Um, And obviously seeing the person works as well. If yes. you're long distance with your person. The, I think at my book club on Monday, one of the girls said that her best friend lives in Texas, I think it was. And she's here in Washington. Mm-hmm and they set up a monthly video chat to try snacks they they have a subscription to like a snack thing yeah yeah and one of the world snack things and they just they both get the snack box together and they sit down and they try the snacks together I love and that you know it's like snacks from different yeah <laughs> it's an awesome idea that's an I was awesome like, yeah it's so good that's really good and I'm like I'm like oh my gosh like if you have like a Taurus friend or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> it's like so good. So good. Speaking of witchy mm-hmm. witchy aspects of friendship. Look at where your 11th house is and that will tell you what type of attitude or friend um inclination you have towards friendship. And that will give you, like, for example, my 11th house is empty except for the north node and it's in Aquarius. So, my inclination towards friendship tends to be a little bit more clinical or more detached. Um, but at the same time, it's all about like helping, right? Uh huh. So, it's all about like the what's better for like humankind and like community and focused on like group activities and grassroots and. I, you know <laughs> <laughs> but it's my north node so it's like what I have to learn oh ah, interesting very interesting hmm. so find out where your north node where your 11th house is and that's what it will and what is it in and mine's in um, of course it's in Scorpio so deep and watery and feeling <laughs> And then I'll be possessive with my friends. Before, there you go. So. Awesome. No, no, bullshit. No, no, no. Mine's in Libra. Libra. So I want to be fair to them. Sorry. 12,000. 12,000. is a little better. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm possessive with them. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. It's in Libra. It's in Libra. So I'll be fair and balanced and just with them. Nice. Yeah. So find out where you're where your 11th house is and that'll give you an idea about your friendship aspects very cool um yeah i don't know do you have anything else you want to add to that um the
1: one thing i want to say is as an adult when i was talking about those two gemini's i had made friends with at your house one of the coolest things um going into like a friendship where we're all like oh we're gemini's that's so funny um being able to say to them and, and them to tell me, cause they had been friends for a really long time prior to me, like getting, jumping in on their friendship. And they're like, yeah, we get, we have this, uh, we text each other all the time, but like, sometimes it just totally falls off. And like, we just go dark for a long time and then picks back up. And I was like, that's how I communicate. And so I was <laughs> like, I, ha- I was like, I have that. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of similar like that too. If, if I'm ever not responding to like, hilarious texts for a couple days. Like I've seen them or something, but, or I've either, I've forgotten about them and I moved on or something, but I'm kind of weird with texts. And like, they were both just like, oh yeah, us too. And it was the most comforting thing to enter into this group chat. Like knowing that they knew it didn't really matter if I was going to respond and I would respond like whenever. And I don't know something about it made me feel comfortable. And like, it was just because I had identified this weird communication area in my life. It made you feel seen. Yeah. So so be so being self aware with your style, with your communication style, I think is also pretty beneficial when making friends.
0: And I think that works really well as well for people that have like um anxiety or that can't people too much. Yeah. It's good for you to know like how much you can tolerate because especially like I said, like showing up and an extrovert will like adopt you. Mm-hmm. It's good for you to know like how much you can tolerate being adopted. <laughs> right. So that like when you're the extrovert keeps pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, you can say, hmm, I can only people two times a month, you know, yeah.
1: and,
0: then, <laughs> and then you can like put your limits and put your boundaries up or you can say, oh, I can people only until 10 PM and my battery is done. Right. Because that's it. Or on the contrary, you're like, um, I get home from work at four, but it takes me four hours to recharge so I can go and hang out after 11 p.m. If you're not a night person, we're not going to see each other. Right. But after 11 p.m., I'm raving and willing to go. Yeah. Because some people are like that. So it's really good, like you said, to be really self-aware. Yeah. And know what your style is. Yeah. And lots of people that happens to them, and then they feel really bad, and they're like, "Oh, I'm really and raring to go at 11 p.m., but everybody's asleep, or I'm afraid to call somebody at 11 p.m." Right. So then you can say, "Call hey, me." I, yeah. <laughs> and then you can like, "Are you okay with me calling you at 11 p.m.?" But like, right. don't at 8 p.m. I'm so dead. I'm taking a nap. Or I can't people at that time. But if you like, if I can call you at 11 p.m., that's cool. Definitely. Yeah. And then so if you know your limits and you know how you work, that would be so you know. It is beneficial for you, yeah. but yeah, there's a lot of, I think that if you're aware of like how long, how long you really have to invest in friendships, if you put yourself out there, if you invite people, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And if you actually show up and go out and you can't expect, you know, anything to happen if you're not actually going out then, and then, and you're aware that you have to let um, friendships go. Mm-hmm that no longer they're from a different era they might come back around but they're you don't have to hold on to old stagnant energy and also be aware that no friend is going to be the perfect friend for all the stages in your life right you might have a friend that's great for you know hanging out and doing readings with and you might have another friend that's really good for going out and eating with but but they're not they might not be the same friend yeah definitely yeah that's what i got I love it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. What you got in the herbs? I'm going to talk a little bit about fern today.
1: Um, Mostly because I need to work on mine in my yard and I used them last year, a bunch and uh, they're super powerful. I love them a lot. So yeah. So fern, fern, uh, some are, some are going to be poisonous. So um, just before you ingest anything, talk with your doctor. Uh, So ferns are masculine. They're associated with mercury and air. They're, the powers they're associated with are rainmaking, protection, luck, riches, eternal youth, health, and it's good. They're good in exorcisms. The fern is included in vases of flowers for its protective property, properties, and is also planted at the doorstep as well. Inside the home, fern is also protective. Dried fern thrown on hot coals exercises evil spirits just using like a fern as a a smudge like to smoke to smudge is very protective and exercising as well. Um, The smoke from burning fern also drives away snakes and noisome creatures. Carried or worn fern has the power to guide its bearer to discover treasures and the person who breaks the first fern frond of spring will have good luck. If you ever find yourself in a spot covered with ferns exactly at midnight where no sounds of any kind can be heard, puck will appear and give you a purse of gold. Uh, When done intentionally, this is known as watching the fern. If you bite the frond of the first fern of the spring, you will be guarded from toothache at least for a year. Fern sap, if you can obtain any, is said to confer eternal youth if drank, and the seed is carried for invisibility very nice
0: yeah awesome did we have a question i do not have a question neither do i okay we're skipping it okay because <laughs> we didn't plan we didn't talk ahead and we didn't plan yes okay okay sorry guys we're skipping it okay we'll but do- feel free hey. to write in some questions for next time because we're always yeah, looking for them we yeah you guys, yeah we we need you guys to cooperate here send us questions okay <laughs> <laughs> 18th goes through what through the second? Yes. Okay. So March 18th we have Pisces season starting. Okay. Um, Pisces season. It's a it's a water sign. It's a mutable sign. It is also the end. It's the last um sign of the astrological wheel. So it's said that Pisces basically carries all of the other signs within it because it's the end of the astrological wheel. So a Pisces, if like, if you believe like in the karmic astrology, it's either going to have like all the good stuff or all the bad stuff. <laughs> Depends. Okay. So they're either like wonderful or terrible. <laughs> hmm. um, it's, and it's also like when you look at it, the 12th house and they're, they have like one foot in the next world, right? Yeah, because they they're they're thinking already about the next plane they're they're in the dream world they're they're co um ruled by Jupiter and Neptune. Mm-hmm. so they control dreams they're um they're worried about humankind and about karmic issues. they're worried about um and and the karmic comes because it's the soul is already on the next level on the next plane they're thinking about like that next step okay, okay? so that's why Pisces is so heavy in that sense um, real um, quick in mm-hmm. um so you said
1: so it's February 18th is Pisces season
0: oh yeah we're in February sorry yeah okay. February 18th through March 2nd yeah okay yes February 18th we start okay and' it'll, and I'll go through March 20th okay um pisces um then we in the in the expression when we're looking at the expression they're artistic creative musical and that's basically what we got with them okay then um starting on the with the astrology the transits i had mentioned that the 17th through the 24th we were going to have five planets going through um, having a lot of Aquarian energy mm-hmm. because we were going to have Mercury, Mars, Venus um, and then the 17th and the 18th which were these two days we also had the sun all with that Aquarius energy and then obviously on the 18th when it moves into Pisces we, we stop having that Aquarius energy and we go into the Pisces energy. Okay, So it's just that shift in energy. The the next day that we have something going on is going to be the 21st where we have the venus conjunct mars exact finally because the venus conjunct mars is something that we've been feeling basically all all month let me see not all month but we've been feeling it since we've been feeling it for two weeks or so and we're going to feel it through the end of the month but the venus conjunct mars is, you know, it brings in charisma, sensuality, romance. It's it just the it's that balance of sex and sensual mm-hmm. because that Venusian energy is that energy that's very sensual, very soft. It's that feminine energy. And then that Mars energy is that vitality, that, you know, stronger, I said it again, that stronger, more viral energy, masculine energy. And then they're finally going conjunct so they're exact together and um it's it's just they're together and they're just like combust and they're playing together nice but that energy would spin together for at least let me see at least the 14th at least since i can see at least since the 14th and they're going all the way down to the 28th, 29th, I can still see it. So it's a couple of weeks of that energy playing together. Um, I like the rock. I don't, I don't know if you guys know that I like the rock. She's <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. Uh-huh. I do. He has a Venus conjunct, um, Venus in his chart. So Get- that can <laughs> so that can give I didn't you see that coming. Like, an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that coming. Oh, boy, he, what did- he, he, that can give you an idea right he you can see because he is like really viral and really masculine but he also has really soft yeah okay you can see it right he dresses really well yeah yeah he always dresses well i mean for his style but like the clothes are soft and like you, you, you know he has that softness to him although he's like really masculine and really so he has that conjunction so there's a good expression of venus conjunct mars excellent okay you yeah. <laughs> know, I didn't see it coming, but there I you go. Not. I like it. <laughs> I should do that more often, right? You bring you good examples. Totally. <laughs> then, um, the next one that we have that's going to be exact is going to be what's this? Mercury goes into Pisces on the 23rd. That's going to bring us a lot of, um, got to be careful because Mercury going into Pisces just means that we get hurt more easily with our communication. We just feel a little bit more ouchy. We feel a little bit more sensitive. We might have more vivid dreams. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then on the 24th, we have two expressions. We have Venus um, squaring Jupiter, which mm, Venus squaring Jupiter can be a little restrictive okay it's uh, you can't okay so you can't ignore it because if you ignore it you end up with money problems you end up like overspending you end up going like way like off path you end up overindulging overeating mm-hmm. picking the wrong people on the apps you end up making a bunch of mistakes. But you can't try to control it because you will be fighting against yourself. It'll be like, oh no, I'm on a diet, I can't eat that. And then like six pasta plates come up, and like, oh, you won the pizza, um, or your family is like, oh, let, let me invite you go to, to go eat, and they, they take you to like, what's that, um, endless pasta bowl and spread stick place or whatever. And it's like, and or your ex shows up, that's terrible. But they're only good in. You know, Uh there it goes again. So (laughs) so you can't go either way. You can't go like, I'm going to be really good because all the temptations are going to show up, Mm -hmm. but you can't ignore it because if you ignore it, you're just going to go way off the rails. Okay. So it's got to be moderation but without overthinking it because if you try to overthink it, it's going to like slap you in the face. So it's got to be like Okay, I'll, I'll I'll have a breadstick. Okay, I'll hang out. Right, but just not go too far on to the left, not too far to the right. Just try to keep it in the middle, because that Venus square in Jupiter can really ruin your pocket, really ruin your diet, really ruin your okay your self control. And that day is also so the full moon. Which makes crazy thing happen. It's the day the ERs get full. It's the day the teachers go like, I, I need to call out because the kids are gonna be climbing the walls, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's in Virgo, which Virgo tends to want to control things, and it also is the body. Virgo controls everything that has to do with the body, with um, small intestine and with the. So, this full moon is all about trying to heal the body so our natural inclination with this full moon will be focused on for people that aren't listening they'll be like oh yes this is a great time for me to try to you know stop smoking try to try to this new diet i'm gonna be healing i'm gonna try this detox and it's gonna be so hard with this being a squaring jupiter okay so mine recommendation is do not try any detox do not try any diet do not try any sort of restriction because it is going to be so hard and you're going to feel like a failure okay that's nice good to know don't try it because you're going to be banging your head okay instead try to align with that energy of like oh yes i'm recognizing my body i'm recognizing that i'm going to heal it i'm recognizing the things that i want to try but wait and start it a few days later, when you're in like in the in the baneful in the in the dark moon when the waning moon, okay, because that day with that with that transit, it's just gonna be like okay. Um, I would probably wait until like the first or something, and then the twenty seventh. Again, another day that you just do not want to try to fight against fate um because we have mars squaring jupiter remember since venus and mars were conjunct Mm -hmm. they were so close to each other so they're doing kind of the same thing right one squared then the next similar so very similar on the 27th mars is going to be squaring jupiter and when mars squares um jupiter you're going to feel defensive. You're going to feel like you have to do things to protect yourself. And if you're trying to, again, like if you're trying to do like an exercise program, if you're trying to um, do something for yourself, then you're going to end up doing burnout. You're going to end up in exhaustion. You're going so again, it's still not the time. Yeah. Because what you're going to end up is fighting you're going to be fighting it's like when you're trying to go it's like those poor salmon going up against the river it's just like they're burnout pure burnout you're going to have energy to start things but you're going to end up totally wiped out okay the 28th still not a good time to do things Why? because here we have the sun in opposition to saturn and this is karmic lessons pulling at you Okay, And the karmic lessons, um, you're just feeling like daily things, little things are challenging. Like literally this day, I kind of got to check my schedule, but I would probably stay home. (laughs) Okay. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's a good day for, yeah, for looking for meaning and connection, like on a personal level, but it's not a good day for trying to get anything done, done. Okay. Like physically. The sun is also going to be in opposition to Mercury, which can bring like like insults or can bring like things to have like miscommunication in that sense. Okay. So 24th through the 28th is just like a struggle bus. Just hide. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's only a struggle if you're trying to get something to go your way. Okay. If you're flowing... Then you're fine. Okay. But if you want things to go the way you want them to go. Mm-mm. Like if you're trying to like, no, things are going to go in this direction, this way, on this schedule. Not unless that was already planned. you get slapped. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The 29th, sleepier. Mm-hmm. So we have a February 29th. Things look up. Mercury's is going to be sextiling Jupiter. Remember, Mer- sextiles are the lesser. They're not as big as, you know, conjunctions and so forth. But it's a nice, it's a nice aspect. It's good for positive thinking. It's good for starting to plan things. Big strokes, not like detailed minutia. but it is good for like big strokes. Oh, I'd like to do this in long term. So that, that does the, go well there. And then the first that's why like if you want to start doing something for real this is the day i would start the first is an auspicious day oh first yeah very lucky day it's a fortunate day lucky day good luck day it's a really excellent day the first the sun is going to be sextiling jupiter and venus is going to be sextiling chiron that's a nice nice day so march gets off to a good start cool awesome Excited yep. about the first. We got. Thank you very much, ma'am. You're welcome. I'm
1: talk to you next time.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrujasbroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on
0: Instagram great and for me sasha you can find me on facebook with brujeria 101 and you can all find me on instagram as brujeria 101 s because <laughs> somebody had the 101 and i also have brujeria 101.com and there will have like um response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charge and stuff like that great yeah. thank you so much